you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. What is the name of this new series that we are starting? What is it called? More than conquerors. And if I have to ask you, what are the areas of your life where you would like to uh, be victorious? What would you mention? What are the areas of your life where you want to overcome? Where you want to be a conqueror? What will be those areas that you will mention? Anything? Any areas where, or are we all already conquerors, or uh, do we? Are there any areas where we need to overcome anger, character? You know, let's make it a little more broad. Our character, our our personalities, our weaknesses. You know, all everything that comes under character, uh, we have to have victory in that one area. What else? Finance, finance our provisions and, and sometimes it feels uh, difficult, it, it, we find it difficult to get along with, uh, you know, to, to match the income and the expense, right? When the expense is so much and the income is less, we don't, it doesn't feel like, we don't feel like the, the, the income is enough to meet all of our expenses. So one area we need victory in is our finances what else our walk with God our walk with God that, that is one area where we need to conquer where we need to overcome every struggles everything that stands in the way every stumbling block uh, you know our walk with God that's amazing what other areas do you want to overcome fear Fear is very, very, very crippling. If we can overcome fear, I'm telling you, we would be victorious in so many levels. We will be overcomers in, overcomers in so many different levels. Amen? What else? What else do you want to overcome today? Come on, shout it out. Because we're going to go into this season of studying on victory. And I want you to begin with uh, just, just naming your struggles. Naming the things that are standing in the way. Finding purpose for your life, finding purpose for what you know, what God wants to do in your life, having a goal, a, a, a dream, a God given ambition. Amen. That's good. What else? Battles of mind, battles of mind, confusion, uh, you know, uh, different thoughts, instability, uh, being being torn between two different things. What else? Distractions from what? Distractions, distractions. So you want to overcome distractions? Amazing! Wow, that's amazing. So, sorry. 
overcome bondages the bondages sometimes can be even spiritual bondages some bondages can be physical bondages like health issues some bondages can be uh, relational bondages like when you're in a in a marriage or in a in a relationship which is not seeming to go forward some bondages can be uh, you know just uh, you know just material bondages that you don't see uh, you know growth in that one area you see that you are limited in that one thing for a really long time different areas where we may be bound but the lord wants to give us victory amen so so let's do this this is what we're going to do this there is this portion in the scripture where this word more than conquerors come and this portion will be our study portion throughout this entire series okay so every time we're going to read this i want all of us to stand and confess it out loud as as our uh, confession for this entire series this is scripture i've not made any changes to the scripture this is from the word of god but we're just going to stand up and we're going to declare it together are you ready come on this is romans chapter 8 and verse 31 let's start one two three go what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things shall bring any charge against God's elect it is God who justifies who is to condemn Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of God who indeed is interceding for us shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we are being killed all day long we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered verse 37 no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us verse 38 for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor nor height nor depth nor anyone anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord and everybody said an amen, amen. please be seated now this is going to be our portion to study throughout this entire series amen and and we are going to study it at the same pace that you are going to be willing to receive it okay I can finish this entire thing in one day or I can finish it in one year or I can finish it in 10 weeks or I can finish it in 10 months you it's it's up to you it's up to how much you're going to be receptive how much you are ready and willing to take this to that very extent you will receive from this particular portion okay so I'm not going to tell you to begin with how many weeks we are gonna go but we're gonna just take it one week at a time and see how far 
far we can go okay or even if we can finish the entire series or we will move into another series in between is that okay we'll try to see what is it that the Lord is trying to do in the church through this particular series so beginning with verse 31 what does it say what then shall we say to these things if 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 God is for us who can be against us I'll tell you this one of the best scriptures in the whole of New Testament to memorize is Romans and the book of Romans and chapter 8 it's one of the one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible if you will memorize Romans chapter 8 this will take you through thick and through thin this will take you through different seasons of life this will take you through challenges through problems through struggles through persecutions through trials every season of life this chapter will take us through it and if you read through this chapter you would find this amazing verse in verse 28 it says don't you know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes according to his promises in our life amen and then Paul goes on to say he is listing out all the things that are seemingly trying to distract us that are seemingly trying to bring a stumbling block in our way that are seemingly trying to limit us or bind us or or keep us in a place where we don't experience fulfillment and God's and, and Paul says hey what can we say about all these things that you named out you know we named out several things yes come on talk to me yes we all have our struggles that we want to overcome amen Paul is saying hey what can we say about all these things how can we address all these things if God is for us then who can be against us so this morning I want to talk to you about God being for us I don't know who this is for but I believe that somebody in this place needs to hear this that God is for you sometimes we have this feeling or this uh, this uh, you know fear in our heart when we come to God that feels that no I have to do something and I have to be somewhere and only then will God accept me only then will I receive uh, you know God's love and God's favor over my life but this morning I'm telling you no 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 that's not what the Bible says the Bible says that he is for you he's for you he is for you you like it or not you see it or not you sense it or not God is on your side God is fighting on your side he is on your side you know the the best example in the Bible is 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 when Joshua was uh, you know about to enter into the promised land the commander of the Lord's army came and appeared to him and Joshua asked him whose side are you on are you on our side or are you on the other side or are you on the side of our enemy and this guy said I, I, I truly believe you know you know people debate about this but I truly believe that this was Jesus and and, he, and this is what he said he said you know what I'm on I'm, I'm neither on your side nor on your enemy's side I am the commander of the Lord's army Amen. 
And, and, and as soon as Joshua heard this, he said, wait a minute, I think I am on the wrong side and I need to get on to God's side. And he immediately realigned himself and he got on to God's side. Amen. Now Paul is talking about this aspect and he says, hey, when God is on your side, can enemies fight you? Is there a, is there a yes or no question? Can there be anybody against us? Then why do we have so many problems? Why do we have so many struggles? See, it doesn't say that we will not have problems. It doesn't say, I like the amplified version of the same uh, scripture. It says, what then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be? Who can be? Successful against us. It doesn't say that you will not have enemies. It says you will have enemies, but those enemies will not be successful against you. Amen. This morning, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that we are going to live a life full of battles. Our life, we will never come to a place where we don't have battles. And there are many people who teach, hey, guess what? Jesus has finished it all. Jesus has won all the battles. And so there is nothing for us to fight. We have, you know, there's, there's no more battle for us. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible tells us, Paul says, how he fought the good fight. How he finished the race and Paul says hey we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against spiritual powers uh, and, and authorities in, and, and all these principalities in the dark unseen world you and I have a battle to fight too but the, but the, the wisdom the understanding that we should have is that no matter how many times how much they fight against us they will not be successful against us amen so when we enter into our battles when we enter into our fight with that perspective already that no matter what happens in my life I'm already going to win this I am going to win this I am going to come out of this victorious if if God wasn't on our side in this battle if we were not on God's side in this battle man, I'm telling you we would not be here today we would not be in church today the very fact that you are under the voice of God that you are you're receptive to the voice of God the very fact that you are worshiping Jesus this morning shows the fact that you are on the right side that God is on your side amen let's read this from the book of Psalms uh, 124 verse 1 onwards the entire Psalm we're gonna read it what if the Lord had not been on our side you know this is a song you know it's written by David and he's singing this over the nation and he's saying hey let's sing it with me guys repeat it with me what if God was not on our side let all Israel repeat verse 2 what if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us when people attacked us how would we have lived our life what would have happened what would have been the outcome of it if God was not on our side what would have happened to us if God was not on our side you know our, our challenges that we are looking at our circumstances right now and we are seeing at things that did not pan out the way that it it was supposed to pan out and we think I don't think God was on our side 
And here is David saying, you have no idea what would have happened to you if God was not on your side. When people attacked you, when that circumstances came against you, when, when challenges came against your life, you have no idea what would have happened if God was not on your side. You have no idea. It was the fact that God was on your side that protected you, that kept you alive and, and sustained you till this very moment. Amen. Verse 3, he says, they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. When, 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 when the enemy attacked you, when people attacked you, if, if God was not on your side, you would not have been alive today. How many of you are alive this morning? How many of you are spiritually alive this morning? How many of you have breath in your nostrils this morning? You know, how many of you have a spiritual life breathing in and out? How many of you have a revelation of who God is in your life? It is because God is on your side. So I'm, I'm going to try hard to try and convince you that it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you face. God is on your side. God is for you. God is for you. You know, you know our battles we will not experience victory because we are good enough we will not experience victory because we are anointed enough we will not experience victory because we are blessed enough we will experience victory because we are on God's side and God is for us that has to be the primary factor unless we get this unless we begin by remembering this that God is actually truly really for us unless we remember that we cannot experience victory we cannot experience victory verse 4 he goes on to say the waters would have engulfed us a torrent would have overwhelmed us verse 5 yes the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our weary lives you know, he's saying, guys, you have no idea what could have happened if God was not on your side. It is only and only because God was on your side that you are not overwhelmed this morning. It is only because God was on your side that you did not give up on your life yet. It is because God is on your side that you did not give up on your faith yet. It is because God is on your side that you did not give up on your marriage yet. It is because God is on your side that you did not give up on that career decision that you are about to make yet. You know, it is because God is on your side that you are not overwhelmed. The waters could have overwhelmed you. The problems and the struggles and the trials could have overwhelmed you. But the Lord says, no, no, no. I have been on your side. Where sits? He says, come on, praise the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart. Their teeth. You know, the enemy, he's, he's, he's constantly trying to tear us apart, right? Tear apart our relationships. Tear apart our, you know, resources. Tear apart our future. The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But it is the it is the grace of God over our lives. It is the fact that God has been on our side that made sure the enemy could not tear us apart. The enemy's teeth could not bite us off. Verse 7, he says, We escape like a bird from a from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Somebody say we are free. We are free. You know this realization 
has to dawn on us before we enter into studying this topic that we are already free we have already escaped the worst we have already escaped the the challenges we have already escaped the death we have already escaped the overwhelming power of the enemy we are already in uh, in our freedom it's not that we will walk into our freedom we are already free and from this place of being free we are going to contend for greater victory from this place of being free we are going to contend for breakthroughs from this place of having already escaped having already experienced the protection of God in our lives we're going to expect greater things from God amen the, the greatest blessing that we can ever experience from God is salvation for our souls am I right see everything else is temporary our finances is temporary our relationships are temporary our ministry is temporary even our marriage is temporary I don't mean to say that you can get married multiple times but I'm saying it's not eternal your marriage is only for this lifetime here on earth you don't take that marriage to heaven when you're in heaven you don't give into marriage and you you know everybody we are all like angels there's no gender in heaven did you know that's in the Bible so those who want to get married now is the time don't wait for heaven don't think you will have a fulfilling married life when you get to heaven if you want to get married earth is the only place you can get married at amen and 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 still as beautiful as marriage can be it is still temporary it is still something that is over here and and God has given us security in something so eternal the, the the salvation that he has given our souls how much more will he not give us everything else how much more will he not fight all of our battles elsewhere too amen so I want to give you a few instances in the Word of God and teach you a few principles this morning to be able to walk in the revelation that yes God is on my side amen the first story is uh, sorry the last verse from Psalm 124 verse 8 let's read it out our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth the next verse this is 2nd Kings chapter 6 and verse 15 it says when the servant of the man of God got up early in the next morning and went outside what did he see there were troops everywhere there were horses everywhere and there were chariots everywhere and who is this guy who is this guy who who is the who is seeing this the servant of Elisha right the servant of Elisha the servant of the man of God and the Bible says early in the morning you know what do we usually do early in the morning seek the Lord pray go out plan our days and you know prepare for what God has planned for us all of that and this guy has woken up early in the morning to prepare for God what God has in store for him and what does he see he steps out of his house to enjoy the the nature to enjoy the beauty and what does he see he sees opposition he sees enemies everywhere it says everywhere that he saw he saw true he saw horses and he saw chariots and and this guy is not skilled with war he's a servant of a prophet he's not a soldier he's not somebody who can fight for himself and he and he is seeing opposition on every side now tell me in the natural realm can this guy ever overcome 
there's troops. No matter how skilled this guy is, even if he had all the resources, can he ever overcome so many chariots? In his natural ability, can he ever overcome all these horses that can run faster than he can? He can never do that. And, and, and that's, what, that's what caught him of God. And he began to panic. The next verse it says in verse 16. Oh sir, he, he began to cry out and say, Oh sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. He began to, he began to speak it out and he began to give voice to his fear. Okay? He had fear in his heart. Now, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Anytime you're speaking something, you have to understand, you have to, you have to ask yourself this question. What am I truly meditating on? What is, what is overflowing in my spirit? Because whatever is overflowing in your spirit is what your mouth will speak. If, you, if fear is overflowing in your spirit, then fear is what your mouth will bring out. And that's what happened here. He, he opened his mouth and he did not ask for protection. See, he is walking with a man of God. Amazing prophet of God. And God has used him in, in, in a crazy way in the, in the past. To, to protect him, to help him and to lead and guide the nation. And yet, here is, here is this particular uh, you know, instance where he could have actually asked the man of God and said, Man of God, uh, we, we, need, we need your help. Will you please help us? Will you please do something? Will you please speak to the speak to our God for us? Will you will you please release a word for us? He could have gone and asked the man of God. Instead of that, what did he say? He he went and said, "What will we do now? How can we overcome this problem now?" He asked Elisha. This was Elisha's reply. Elisha said, "Hey, don't be afraid. Don't freak out." He told them, for there are more on our side than on their side. Now, see, there are two people who woke up early that morning. One was a servant and one was Elisha. The both of them saw the troops. The both of them saw the uh, horses. The both of them saw the chariots. There was one who began to freak out saying, what will we do now? How are we going to make the next move? How am I going to pay the next bill? How am I going to go to the next step? He began to freak out. Whereas the other person, he, he didn't freak out. He was calm. He was completely alright. And, uh, and when this guy came, and free, came freaking out, he said, hey, hey, don't be afraid. He said, why? Said, because there's more people on our side. There are more troops on our side. There are more horses on our side. And there are more chariots on our side. And this guy is confused. And he saying, what is this guy talking about? Who is this guy? Where does he come from? I can see the reality. This guy doesn't understand reality. He's not, he's not being logical. He's being irrational. Right? See, up to this point, if we know the story, up to this point, we would, we would also say the same thing about Elisha. We would say that Elisha is being irrational. We would say that Elisha doesn't, uh, he's, he doesn't have a reality check. We would say that Elisha is, is trying to avoid the, the situations of his life. We, we will really condemn Elisha. 
And yet here is uh, You know this man of God Who is speaking contrary to the circumstances That he is in And he's saying no no There are more on our side than on their side And finally Elisha said okay I understand what you're experiencing You can't see what I can see So let me pray for you And this is what he prayed He prayed Then Elisha prayed What did he pray? Oh Lord Open his eyes and let him see. And then the Lord opened the young man's eyes. Now this is what I want you to understand. Go back. Then this is what I want you to understand. When in the trouble, when, when he was faced with all these circumstances, Elisha did not pray saying, God come to rescue me. He did not pray, God come and help me out of this trouble. He did not pray, God come and take away these chariots. He did not say, God come and help me fight these battles. What did he pray? Come on. What did he pray? Lord, open this guy's eyes so that he can see the full picture. See, the enemy is a, a brilliant master strategist in showing you half the picture. He doesn't show you the full picture. It requires a revelation of God. It requires for somebody who has had an encounter with God, whose eyes are open to be able to see the complete picture. And this morning, I'm telling you, one of the reasons why some of you are completely clueless about what is, what is happening in your life is because you don't see the fact that God is on your side. But this morning, we want to pray a prayer. We're going to pray a prayer this morning. We're not going to pray a prayer saying, God, come and fight the battles of your children. No, that's not what we're going to pray. We're going to pray, God, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see what you're doing in my life. You know, see, the problem with us believers is that we are praying for things that God has already done. God has already given us protection. God has already given his angels charge over us to, to take care of us. God has already released the protection over our lives. But still, the one reason why we don't experience that protection, the one reason why we freak out when we are going through these challenges is because our eyes are not open. It's because we are not able to see this. So are you ready to pray this with me right now? Come on, I know that I know that we all have our personal battles to fight. I have my battles. I'm sure you have your battles. I'm sure you have your questions that you need answers for. But this morning, this is what we're going to pray. Lord, open our eyes. Come on, place your hands on your eyes and say, Lord, as, Lord, together as a church, this is what we are praying. Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see what you are doing. Open our eyes to see who is on our side. Open our eyes to see who is fighting for us. Open our eyes to see the God who is by our side. This season Lord we cannot go for another day, another week, another month without having a revelation of who you are and what you are doing in our life. This morning I need an encounter. This morning I need to know I need to know what you are doing in my life. I need to see what you are doing in my life. So open my eyes Lord open my eyes everybody under the sound of my voice I pray that there will be a revelation of God's hand upon their lives right now 
I pray, Father, that you would show them your handiwork. You would show them where all you're working. You would give them a glimpse of where all you're working in this season, Daddy. That they will have a glimpse of what you're doing in their life. And everybody said aloud, Amen. 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 And, 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 and the Bible says, when Elisha prayed, the Lord actually opened his eyes. The Lord opened this man's eyes. And once he opened this man's eyes, when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. These guys were not ordinary horses and troops and chariots. See, the, the chariots and the troops and the horses of the enemy were human horses, were, were, were physical, tangible ones. But now this guy's eyes are open and now he can see chariots of fire. He can see chariots that cannot be overcome by ordinary chariots. Any, any chariots that try to fight these chariots will be burnt away. Amen. So let me tell you this. There are, I'm not saying that there are no enemies against you but every enemy that is fighting you when you have a revelation of what God is doing in your life when you have an understanding of what God is doing in your life every enemy that tries to fight you will be burnt up will be burnt out will will be consumed when they come to attack against you amen the second story that I want to tell you is from the book of Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13 this is again a chariot which is coming to uh, fight against Israelites. The Israelites are getting out of the uh, land of Egypt and they're going into the promised land and there are chariots. There are, there, are, there, are, there are huge number of chariots that are coming to fight and take down the nation of Israel. Now God has already done amazing things in, in Egypt and shown his power to these guys. And still when these guys were facing these chariots, they started freaking out because ahead of them they have a vast sea. Behind them they have the chariots coming. Now, if you look at it, this is the same situation that the servant of Elisha had. In their natural eyes, this looks like a dead end. And then the Lord spoke to Moses. And then Moses told the people what the Lord said. What did, what did God say? God told them, don't be afraid. This is what I want you to do. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. Just stand still. The Egyptians that you see today, you will never see again. The next line. Give me the next verse. Verse 14. I, I hope that you will memorize this. Okay. This is, a, this is an amazing scripture. The word says, the Lord himself will fight for you, but you just stay calm. You just stay calm. See, the, the initial group of people are the ones who can't see what God is doing. But this group of people, they could see what God is doing because, because the Shekinah glory was manifesting above them and, and beside them. And, and, and they could see the hand of God working in their life. And here the Bible says, God is speaking to Moses and says, Hey, you guys, your eyes are open now. Now that your eyes are open, I want you to stay quiet. I want you to stay calm. These enemies don't require for you to fight. 
There are some enemies that you will have to open your mouth and speak out loud. But there are other enemies that are too powerful for your words. And those enemies, you just have to stay quiet and you just have to stay calm and you just have to stay seated and you have to see how the Lord will fight for you. There are some battles I'm telling you, there are some battles that are too powerful for your battles. They are too powerful for, for, for your hands. They are too powerful for, for your resources. They, they, you are not talented enough to fight these guys. These battles, you just have to sit back, enjoy, and keep your eyes open though. The Bible says, give me the previous verse. It says, watch. Everybody say, watch. 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 It doesn't say, you know, just keep your eyes closed. What did we pray first? Open our eyes. And now here he says, now stay quiet, stay calm, and watch what the Lord will do for you. Because the Lord is about to fight for you. Just stay calm. Most, most victories that we lose out on are victories that we lose out because we are not willing to stay quiet. We are not willing to stay calm when we are about to experience our victory. When we are about to overcome. When we are just about to enter the promised land. We open our mouth and speak words of disbelief. We open our mouths and speak things that, that are going to destroy our destiny. You know, that's why God told Zechariah, when Zechariah came and he began to doubt how will this happen how will I have a child in my old age God said no 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 you better keep quiet I'm, I'm going to take away your ability to speak because if I allow you to speak if I allow you to talk you are going to kill your own child with your mouth you're going to kill your own child with your words you are going to kill your own blessing with the way that you speak and in some situations of life you have to stay quiet you have to stay calm now 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 that's not what the world teaches us the world teaches us when you're faced with an enemy you fight back you you develop your strategy you don't sleep that night you remain awake but the lord says no in this season, I am teaching the church that I am on your side. See, if I was not on your side, you have all the more reasons to worry. But because I am on your side, the Lord says, you don't have to worry this season. You don't have to cry this season. Verse 14, let's read it out one more time. Loudly, one, two, three, go. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Look at your neighbor and look into their eyes and, and declare it to them. Come on. The Lord himself will fight for you but you just stay calm the Lord will fight for you but you have to stay calm amen give me the next scripture that's the second thing that we got to do now the third thing is this now you you have your eyes open you are staying calm but you're still being attacked what do you do then amen let me tell you one particular story. This is the story of Gideon. Okay, Now Gideon, the Bible says, when the angel appeared to him, he began to ask this angel, If the Lord is with us, if the Lord is for us, why has all this happened to us? He's asking a good question, right? He's saying, see, you said that God is for us. You said that God is with us. You said that the, the enemy will come and will be burnt away. You said the enemy will come and the Lord will fight for us. Then, why has all these things happened to us? 
And where are all the miracles that our ancestors told us about? He's talking about this previous miracle from the Red Sea. He's talking about the 10 plagues in Egypt. He's talking about 40 years in the wilderness of, of signs and wonders and all those things. And he's saying, hey, where are all the miracles that our ancestors told us about? He's asking two very valid questions. Why? Is this happening and where is the breakthrough where is the victory where is the promises that you have promised for us and then the angel begins to speak to him give me the next verse he says didn't didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt but now look at this the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites now he's he is trying to you know he's a he's a researcher he's not somebody who is fighting with God see this guy is not picking up a fight with God saying God you're not you don't love me or you don't care for me no he's asking a very valid question I understand the theology behind this I understand the principles behind this but why am I not experiencing this breakthrough I understand this is what I have to do to experience breakthrough in my finances. But why am I not experiencing this breakthrough? I understand that this is what I need to do to experience uh, this healing. But why am I not experiencing it? Why do I feel like God has abandoned me? Why do I feel like the Lord has handed me over to the Midianites? And the angel begins to speak and gives him a revelation and God the angel begins to take him to that place and says you know what I'm going to use you to be an answer to the problem and the first thing that Gideon does is this he the moment he had an encounter with God through this angel the first thing that he does is he goes to his father's place and his father had built a altar to Baal and he breaks down that altar and he says no I know why is it that I'm not experiencing this breakthrough. I know why is it that I'm not experiencing my miracles. There are things that are standing in, in my life that, that have been positioned in my house, that has been built in my life, that are, that are not allowing God to move in my life. So before I go to fight the battles that God assigned me to, before I go and experience the victory that I am assigned to have victory, tree he says I'm going to go and sort out all those things that the Lord doesn't like now see it's it's very easy for me to tell you hey God is for you it doesn't matter you can do whatever you want to do live however you want to live and you'll always have victory but that's not the complete truth of it there are some things that you you know will experience victory if whether or not God you know likes what you're doing but there are other victories that you have to if you have to experience if you have to truly experience the fullness of the land see these guys were disobedient and still they came from Egypt to Canaan right but for them to be able to enjoy that Canaan they had to overcome these pagan altars they had to overcome all this false worship that was in their life they had to break down all these other altars that their fathers and their brothers and their families had built them built in their families in their homes so this morning I'm gonna ask you this what are the things that in your life that are you know that are bringing 
dishonor to the name of God. What are the things in our life that are that are standing as altars to anything but God? Anything but God. It doesn't have to be very sinful. It can just be our love for money. It can just be our love for fame. It can just be our our lack of, uh, of understanding on some 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 things which can become you know see it's not like Gideon did not love God he loved God and still he lived in that house all along without realizing that this is a house which is worshiping Baal it required that encounter to open his eyes to say wait 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 what I was tolerating all this while was what was stopping God from fighting for me what I loved in my home all this time it was not in somebody else it was in his own house it says what what I was loving in my own family is what stopped God from moving in my family is what God is what stopped God from moving in my nation so today let me ask you this if you are still not experiencing victory if you're still not experiencing breakthrough will you ask this question why why what 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 are the areas in my life where I have to break some altars and rebuild some other altars let me give you the scripture from the book of James chapter 4 and verse 7 we all know this scripture we read it like this resist the devil and he will flee from you that's all that we read but that's not what the Bible says what does the Bible say submit to God then resist the devil and then he will flee from you you know we are we are we are powerful intercessors we know how to resist the devil we know how to speak in tongues in the right frequency in the right wavelength and the right decibel and how to get the devil don't think that the devil is scared of your sound he can make a louder sound than you can bro he is not scared of your sound he is scared of your submission if you do not submit to God and then you resist the devil nothing will change in your life if you do not submit to the principles of God and you're trying to fight all these battles I'm telling you the enemy will not flee from you you do not even have to fight the enemy what does it say does it say pick up a fight with the enemy no it says resist him just says just just resist him just just begin to put your efforts and he will run it's not that he will just you know probably uh, you know he will try to attack you from some other way no he says he will run he will flee from you all you need to do is first submit yourself to God so what are those areas in our life this morning that are not in submission to God bring those things into submission if there, if it is a habit if it is a lack of understanding on a particular things particular issue you know in this season we've made it mandatory for everybody in church to be mentored you know uh, those who are already serving here they know this that you have to be mentored if you're if you have to be serving in this church in any capacity you have to be mentored you need to be discipled so 
what do you do when you're being mentored? You bring this up. You, you, you bring out your challenges and say, you know what? Come sit with one of the leaders and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. I want to submit myself to God, but these are the areas where I am struggling. How can I do this? Be accountable. And, and we will help you. We will not condemn you. We will not look down on you. If any leader does do that, come and tell me. Come and complain about them to me. I will get them straight. We are not here to look down on you. We are not here to put you down when you come and confess your struggles to us. We are here to stand with you and help you submit to God. Amen? Because God has not called us to be victims. God has not called us to be people that will go through this life and say, wait a minute, you know, it, work, it seems to be working for everybody else, but it doesn't seem to be working for me. Bro, what are you doing to submit to God? What are you doing to be accountable? What are you doing to, to receive help in these areas of your life? You're doing nothing. And you're expecting God to fight for you. You're expecting the devil to run away from you when you resist him. It doesn't work like that. If you want to experience victory, you have to learn to submit to God. You have to learn to, to, just, uh, to just come to that place where you're saying, God, I know that there are, there are issues in my life. I know that there are challenges, struggles, altars that have not been built for God, that have been built for, the, for these other things. I need to get rid of all these things. So this season may be a season of, of getting rid of every altar that is not for God. There is only one person that deserves worship in your life and it is God. There's only one person who deserves glory in your life and it's Jesus. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your children. It is not your job. It is not your ministry. It cannot be your church. Nothing can become your idol. There's nothing that deserves that much attention from you except Jesus himself. If there's anything else that, that, that received that much attention from you, then you have built an idol for yourself. And it's time for you to break it down, to lay it all down right now. Amen. So what are the three things that we, we, we learned today? The first thing, pray. What should we pray? Open my eyes. What is the second thing? Stay silent and calm and watch with your open eyes what God is doing. And third, submit to God. Because God is for you. God, when he tells you something, it is not because he's fighting you. It's because he loves you and he is for you. Amen. So submit to God. Let me, let me read a couple of scriptures uh, from Psalm uh, 44 and verse 3. This is the psalmist recounting what God did for Israelites. And he says, hey, but for not by their own sword did they win the land. It, it did not happen by their own sword. These guys, when they came out of Egypt and came to conquer Canaan, it did not happen by their own sword. It says that it did not even happen by their own arm. It's not their ability, it is not their capacity that saved them. It is not their ability that gave them victory. But what is it that gave them victory? The first thing, 
loudly let's read it out one two three go but your right hand and your arm so this morning I declare this over your life that the right hand of God is gonna fight for you the right hand of God when you submit yourself to God when you stay calm and silent in the middle of all the opposition when you keep your eyes open the right hand of God and his mighty arm is gonna manifest for you your right hand is not capable your sword is not capable but his right hand is capable to fight for you that is how you will be more than conquerors when his right hand fights for you his right hand speaks for you amen the next line says it's not just his right hand and his arm it says and the light of your face isn't that beautiful now I can understand when the Bible says the right hand of God will fight for me but here it says the light on the face of God is going to fight for me how amazing is it this season are you are you ready and are you prepared for God to show his face to you if you will experience that I'm telling you your battles will 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 be won just like that you will experience victory like that when you see the face of God if you can pray you know I know it's a good prayer to pray saying God use your right hand and uh, right hand and punch the, my enemy on on this face and all of that but but can you pray something more and say you know what Lord show me the light of your face show me the light of your face on my path in my wilderness in my struggles why don't you show me how how beautiful you are amen and this is why he will do it for you the next line it says because he has delighted in them he has delighted in them in whom in us in us so this morning as we begin to submit ourselves to God God is going to delight in us it's not enough that it's not enough that God loves us do you know that God loves everybody everybody God loves everybody God loves the guy on the road he, he, he loves the terrorist he loves the guy who is stealing money he loves you know everybody in fact I was surprised by this you know one day Vivek sent me a scripture that said the Lord loves the human beings and the animals alike I've never read it like that and I was like wow he loves the animals also as much as he loves us isn't that crazy and and the Bible says that he loves everybody he loves even the animals he loves his creation but there is something different about you and me he doesn't just love us but he takes pleasure in us he delights in us and when he does delight in us see when we become when we become vessels when when we submit ourselves to God to such an extent that he can delight in us when he can look at us and see how we are not panicking when we see the troops and the horses and the army when he sees that we are staying calm and quiet when he sees that we are submitting ourselves to God he he will be left with nothing else but to delight in us and when he does delight in us this is what he does he uses his right hand and he will fight for us when he delights in us he will show us the light of his face 
Let me give you one more scripture. This is Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, For the Lord your God is living among you. And what is he? He is a mighty savior. The next line it says, He will take delight in you with gladness. He will take delight in you. He and with his love, he will calm all your fears. All your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Come on, church. This season. Let's read that once again. Zephaniah 3 verse 17. It says, For the Lord your God is, is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. And with his love, he will calm all all your fears he will rejoice over you with joyful songs if if this scripture doesn't convince you that God is for us that God is for you that God is on your side that God is willing to fight your battles God is willing to take your side God is willing to be on your in in in, in your house in your challenges in your struggles I don't think nothing anything else will convince us that this morning no battle is big enough for us if God takes delight in us if God is going to be by our side then can there be anything against us come on scream it out with me if God is for us then who can be against us if God is for us then who can be successful against us if God is for my house then who can be successful against my house if God is for my finances then who can be successful against my finances? The Bible says because he takes delight in us, he will calm all our fears with his love. He is about to pour his love in this place this morning. I know that some of you mentioned that you would like to conquer your fear. This is how you will overcome fear. It says perfect love will cast out all fear. Perfect love will cast out all fear. I don't care what kind of fear you have this morning. Who are you afraid of? There's somebody bigger. There's somebody greater who is on your side. Who is delighting in you. Who is, who is saying, I am going to fight for you. Who is saying, I am going to reveal myself to you. The, the light of my face. My strong hand is going to fight for you. My arm is victorious, is, is able to do this. For two minutes, can we just quickly pray? Give me, just put that verse back. Just put that scripture. He will take delight in you with gladness and with his love. He will calm all your fears. All your fears. All your fears. Let his love just sweep over you. You don't need me to assure you of this, but his love is here. His love is, is overpowering you right now. His love is overpowering your struggles, your, your weaknesses. His love is overpowering every area of your life. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. 
we would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, streamingrevival.com.